This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Hey, everybody. Uh, you're watching Radiant Reflections. I think this is episode 43, Kinsey. I am the wrong person to ask. Yeah, and I really am, too, even though I'm on most weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, but Josh is like laser beam focused and knows what's going on. Josh is enjoying some much needed vacation yes. with his wife and his little ones. They are with his in-laws and Correct. they rented like a like a Verbo or Airbnb or something, right? Or Yeah, I know that he's disc golfing. Oh, boy. He, he's got the Frisbee golf going cool. so he sent me a picture yesterday uh with his new favorite driver oh boy and uh so it was really cool this is the craze uh happening it's taking over the radio life <laughs> staff just so you know kinsey has infected everyone with the hippie golf and hippie golf. Hmm. yeah we we were out of town on a staff retreat and uh one of the one of the things that we did was we all played hippie golf <laughs> it was fun it was really fun i think for me the thing i enjoyed the most was just being with the folks that were there yeah there's the social aspect for sure that i enjoy yeah but man like you started throwing farther and that's what i like about disc golf going out is like some people like they're just it's really bad right but by the end it's like wow they got a couple of throws really already on the very first time of ever going out Mm -hmm. so where uh some people cringe when i say this but in ball golf right um it takes a lot longer to get like that sweet shot. Oh, at least for me, I ball it golf. It takes a, a lifetime, bro. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. horrible. <laughs> golf is the worst game because there is literally no satisfaction. There's no contentment in golf. I just like, spent all this money to. Well, it's not even that. It's like okay, if if you could play par golf, even bogey golf, like that's pretty decent. Bogey golf, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're one over on every hole, right? But every single time I've I've been golfing, and I'll even par hole, I'm like, oh, if I only had got up on two, I could have I could have birdied the hole. Uh-huh. Like you're, you're never happy with ball right. golf so but yeah. disc golf i feel like you get you get more of those good shots i guess yeah and uh it feels way more chill it's way more chill than, yeah than ball so golf. last saturday um we went out with brandon and katie fish oh cool and that, that was a good time we played deadwood which is uh just outside of sturgis yeah and, uh which is a fun course the short tees are very beginner friendly and oh man we had a good time just hanging out with those guys so yeah. Have you been out to the Delt Church Park uh, course, the new one that they just opened? Well, years and years ago, because I think they had like homemade baskets. I don't know. So I tagged you in a post on Facebook because whenever I see hippie golf stuff, I'm like, <laughs> Kinsey needs to know about this. Yeah. And so I send you the stuff because I think maybe no, because they had some cool holes okay. um, out there. What I remember, which is the reason why I haven't been back, is their baskets were homemade. Oh, yeah. So when I say that, like, there's like a basket and then there's like a pole and then chains hang down, and the idea is to try to hit the chain so the disc will fall down it's the basket. Hillbilly'd. Uh, but theirs were like the gap between the top of the basket and um, the bottom of the basket. It would vary, like there oh. was like there wasn't consistency in the basket. So this was not league regulation. It here. was not no. regulation. Yeah. Well, now they have a league 
at this park. Oh, that, like okay. A whole, so it's like, got to be legitimate. Now. Yeah, I, I'll have to go back. My guess, it's been a while. I bet it's been ten years since I've been down. And they have a really beautiful trail that goes along the river there that you can walk. So growing up, we used to have family reunions out yeah. there at those pavilions, yes. and I remember playing in the river. Yeah. So you get leeches in the river. Yes, I remember. Guaranteed. That. Yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, I've played in the rivers there too. And then there's a really, if you've got little ones, I mean, we're way off topic here, but whatever. <laughs> if you've got little itty bitty kids, there is the coolest uh, playground, this new playground. Like it has like this. Do they update it all? Oh my gosh. Okay. It has like a tower and has these multiple different slides and stuff. So if you've got little ones, uh, check out Delta Church Park. Michigan has a ton of really beautiful parks. Indiana yeah. does too. There's yeah. a lot of great parks, not very far from uh, Radiant Life Church. Right. You can go check out. Yeah. I will say another one that's amazing, utterly amazing, <laughs> is Pine Knob. I knew Pine Knob, say that just one. outside of Howe. Uh, the walking trail there is is stunningly beautiful. You're still running out there? Yeah, yeah. So not as much because I changed my exercise routine this year for 2023. But Mikey and I and Bruce Warner and I think Dave. I don't know if Dave can Dave Taylor can run with us, but we're doing a 5K. Uh, but you're doing a not just a 5K, right? Are you doing like a a Spartan thing? Well, no, that's out of Bruce's house. Okay. Yeah, Bruce has a whole thing that he actually made, but it's legit. Like, he made an Atlas ball and everything. I'm oh, wow. very scared to go do this thing with Bruce because I'm probably going to embarrass <laughs> myself. But no, we got a 5K coming up. Dustin Miller uh, oh, is going to join us yeah. as well. So on Fridays, shout out to anybody right now on this. Okay, on, here we're, it is. We're, we are on the trail at 6.30 and we are running at 6.45. And you don't have to run the whole thing. Like there's ways that you can basically do one mile, two mile, oh, three miles. Cool. Uh, so you can do, you know, you could do whatever, uh, but Mikey and Dustin and I, every Friday uh, up until uh, September something, uh, hmm. we're going to be running uh, the trail on Fridays. So uh, that's cool. come out and hang with us. Awesome. But at uh, any rate, episode 43, Radiant Reflections, we always get to start uh, the same way that we do, which is drinking coffee and full stop here. This last weekend, my kids had a, a Taekwondo tournament in South Bend at the Century Center yeah. and about 0.3 miles from the Century Center oh. is one of the most amazing shops that I've been to in a very long time. And I'm talking big city I've been to Chicago, to shops, Miami. You've been around. Portland. I went to the Mecca, people. I oh, have been yeah, to the that's Mecca. Like, that's it. That's I've, like the holy land of coffee. I did the coffee crawl in Portland. Been to Proud Mary's and Hart and Cove and all the, the whatevers. This shop in South Bend is an absolute must. Uh, Chris something or other, the guy who owns Embassy Roasting in Goshen, Indiana, owns this shop as well. It's called Sway. I had... An absolutely delicious shot of espresso. And I also had, he has behind the counter on the menu, all it says is exotics mm. and MP market price. Yeah. So he had Which all these. scary on the pocketbook or the wallet. It was but scary, bro. It, but it's also exciting for the palate. So they, she, the lady, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's, I'm down for this, whatever. She bring out these mason jars with like white lids on them with Sharpies oh, where they boy. wrote what it is and the notes and the price per cup. <laughs> but one of the best pour overs I have ever had. That's awesome. Honestly. So Sway Coffee. So while I was there, of course, I had to pick you up had some to pick up I had to pick up some coffee. It's this coffee was roasted on the sixth oh, of August. Nice. So I mean it is prime yeah, right this now. This is fresh. All right. So this coffee, I'll just give you a few few things about it, Kinsey. 
It's so wonderful. This is from Rwanda. Mm. I'm going to cover up the tasting notes and see if you can pronounce this word. Nyamasheki. Nyamasheki. Would you say that's right? Nyamasheki (laughs) is the region. Varietal is a red bourbon. Uh, The processing of the beans is a a natural process. And this was grown at 1,700 to 2,100 meters. Uh, Rwanda is the origin. Kinsey, we have one, two, three, four tasting notes on this coffee from Rwanda from Embassy Coffee. What do you What do you think? I'm getting some fluoride. Fluoride? Okay. Yep. Okay, what else? Some teeth whitening. Teeth whitening. Maybe crest. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I was joking with JB. I brushed my teeth right before I came. And so I'm trying to clean it. So I think, because I've been sipping, I'm almost done with this. Okay. Is there apricot? So just for, for listeners and viewers, Kinsey actually has a very dialed in palate. Like he's a good cook. He's a foodie. So he, he might get some of these actually. Okay, so apricot your first choice. I'm not going to tell you until you. you Dang it! You got to lock it in. You got to lock it in. I'm, I'm not going to tell I'm, you if it is or isn't. Okay. It might be apricot. But you got to lock in your your choices. Because there's like um, there is a sweetness to it as you get well. Four, you can have four profile choices. Uh, I don't know here. if I can come up with four. I'm going to go uh, with an apricot. Okay. Uh, but it's a little nutty too. But okay. I couldn't like put it down to a specific nut. Okay. Uh, raisin. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with apricot, raisin, and nut, and okay. just to be super generic, uh, a flower. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're not really too far off. Rwandan coffee from uh, Embassy Peach. Oh man, apricot was close, right? Absolutely, they're both stone fruits. Cousins, right? They're stone fruits. Okay, they're both stone fruits. Absolutely. So I think I think apricot should be counted because because a peach is actually considerably sweeter than apricot. Apricots have a little bit more tartness to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strawberry. Okay. I didn't taste that as much. Guava. Uh, I. I'm not experienced with guava. Guava is a melony sort of taste, Um, and then. I'm going to give you the nut because it was nutmeg, which I thought. <laughs> I thought That's an inside it. joke. That is an inside joke. Kinsey tastes nutmeg in a lot of stuff. And so. it gets, Kinsey, you, do you taste nutmeg in this? Yeah. Like it, I mean, years. Yeah, eating cornflakes. And we're like, do you taste nutmeg in that, Kinsey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So very good coffee. I would tell you if you're it over. It is good coffee. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Get over to Embassy. I picked up a Rwandan and I picked up a Ethiopian Burundi when I was there, and I, I uh, and it's clean. Froze like the... there's a good clarity to it, mm-hmm. and maybe that was just your brew method. But um... I brewed this today on a Kalita 185 rather than the Clever Dripper. Normally we drink Clever Drippers yeah. here, but I decided I wanted to really honor the coffee. Yeah, yeah. I... Well, that Clever Dripper with the Japanese cold brew. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid simple, mm-hmm. and you just get a really nice cup of coffee. And inexpensive and yeah. user friendly. Yeah, I haven't picked mm-hmm. one up, but I think I'm going to. Yeah, they're budget that. Yeah, Clever Dripper. And it, well, the other thing I like about Clever Dripper is like the Kalitas require these expensive, fancy filters. Mm. The Clever Dripper is a Melita number six from the grocery. Okay. Like any grocery store, even a pharmacy yeah. is going to have a number six Melita. Okay. 
Um, so yeah. So anyway, jump into episode 43 here. Kinsey, we're still trekking along in the gospel of Mark. And yeah. you're with me today because you uh, brought the word yesterday and you had kind of a kind of a challenging text. Um, we were in Mark 13, chapter 13. And just just unpack for the listeners, your your prep process, viewers um, and what you were kind of thinking and meditating on. Because I know a little bit about what you were struggling with before you came into the message. But just maybe tell listeners and uh, viewers what what uh, kind of brought you to it. Yeah, I mean, my my personal bent, I think, has always been that verse thirty two. Well, what's what, go go higher first? Go higher first. So what's in what is chapter thirteen of Mark for those who haven't read it recently? So it's kind of like end times conversation, okay. the okay. destruction of the temple. Okay, like it's kind of a everyone just got triggered yeah yeah (laughs) yeah post-trib pre-trib yeah um so yeah it's kind of a doom and gloom kind of Mm -hmm. chapter in a sense Mm -hmm. um but you know i shared that quote from donald english that it it, it, i think it's kind of preparing us that hey we're gonna go through difficult things Mm -hmm. um so be alert, be awake, um, mm-hmm. cause it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like out of context at, at all within John Mark's gospel, um, which I think is really cool. Um, it could seem like it's out of context. Like it could kind of seem like it doesn't fit in. Uh, but when you look at the, the greater story of that gospel, it totally fits in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mark chapter 13, the destruction of the temples predicted the signs of the ends of the age. I'm just reading the the um the paragraph <laughs> titles yeah persecutions predicted the great tribulation is in this chapter yeah. the coming of the son of man the parable of the fig tree no one knows the day or the hour this is it is a lot of end times uh stuff i'll tell you i the thing that stood out to me right away kinsey and i was really thankful that you brought this um and i'd love for you to talk to listeners viewers more um Jesus didn't promise us a problem-free life. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Bible that I read, he actually promised, he made a promise to us of the opposite. Yeah. You know, he said that we would have trials and tribulations in this life, but the other promise is that he would always be with us. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe talk a little bit about the problem of church culture in that pie in the sky just just accept jesus and it's it's sunshine and butterflies from now on yeah um what's the danger there for people kinsey well when you are faced with a trial i mean i think the big one that keeps coming to mind and i was actually processing this after the service is grief just like the loss of a loved one Mm. um like we don't talk about it a ton. And I think the Lord really meets us in grief. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's other trials, tribulations, there's other things that we go through, traumas mm-hmm. that are experienced, diagnoses that happen that like, it just radically changes your life. But the like grief, um, loss of life, it's inevitable. It's mm-hmm. gonna, not everybody is going to get cancer, but I think most people are impacted by it one way or the other, but with one in grief, three. Yeah. Is I, the stat in America. Yeah. I had a father-in-law who passed away from skin cancer. So mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. So, but 
everybody's not to be morbid but everybody's going to die every listener every viewer right yeah, now everybody who's listening right now yeah they're gonna die yeah um and we know someone who's gonna die mm -hmm. and so but we sometimes we just don't handle it well or um what i think i'm learning is some people don't experience that until later on in life mm -hmm. and i've talked extensively uh, you know the loss of my mom at a younger age and stuff mm -hmm. like that but some people they'll go pretty far into life i would say maybe mm -hmm. 30s maybe even 40s mm -hmm. before they really experience someone really close to them yeah um and it just hits them like a ton of bricks yeah um but I, that's just one example we're going to endure very difficult things and i think that's the reason our culture at least americanized culture is all about comfort mm. and feeling good and you shouldn't be stressed convenience convenience absolutely mm -hmm. and which is kind of like anti the fall <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so second law of thermodynamics says that uh, everything goes from order to disorder it doesn't go mm. the other way around my grass doesn't get shorter right yeah <laughs> well because you go back to stuff doesn't get newer right <laughs> it well, breaks down so, I mean, because Adam and Eve, I mean, they were working, yes. right? But, like, after the fall, like, hey, it's it's actually going to be harder. So just sin has just mm -hmm. absolutely made life challenging. That's probably why Jesus said we'd have problems and struggles, because he knows the impact of sin. Right. And so there's mm -hmm. consequences to all of that. and But because Jesus loves us so much, he made that way. Mm. for us back to the father and mm -hmm. so i'm thankful for that and and he modeled that for us mm -hmm. so i mean he endured pain the cross the suffering leading up to it um i would even argue probably some of the suffering of people just not getting it you know in john 6 we see that many followers stopped following jesus mm -hmm. he gave a really tough teaching there mm -hmm. and um, and I think it's verse 66 that said many stopped following Jesus. I don't know about you, but like I've worked with people in, in discipleship and some of them don't even go to the church anymore. Yeah. They come to and a like, crossroads, a fork. Yeah, yeah. And like, I struggle with that, the flesh yeah, in me. And me too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a really long winded bunny trail maybe to no question no i mean i just i think it's important for listeners and viewers just to just to feel a sense of comfort that because even though you're going through the difficulties struggles and trials of life it doesn't mean you've done something wrong sometimes mm. you know we can get this sense is like why is god judging me or um mm. you know god definitely the scriptures say he chastises he doesn't judge his followers yeah. but he disciplines those he loves so there sure. is a level of discipline that happens in our lives uh, but it's not always that sometimes right. it's just like this world's broken and fallen and you know viruses spread across yeah. the earth people Absolutely. get sick people yeah. die um, but that promise that Jesus would never leave us or forsake us. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. And, and another important thing is to know, uh, I think it was Paul that said, you know, friendship with the world is enmity against God. So if you find yourself too comfortable and too convenient in the world, mm. it may be because you're not standing up for truth in the, in the way that you should. And you yeah. actually brought that towards the end of the message, which I want to talk about more. That was what was going in my mind. <laughs> yeah. No. It, th Wake there's, up. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and 
I think another thing that popped out to me and, and you can, if you've got something on this too, verses five and six, Jesus told them, watch out that no one deceives you mm. many. And we could say people will come in my name saying I am he, and they will deceive many. And I, I wrote down for those verses as you were sharing is we have to watch out for imposters. Yeah. We have to watch out for um, those that are masquerading as followers, even of Jesus, mm -hmm. who are not actually pointing us to Jesus. Yeah. And I have personal experience with that involved in a church that that went really, really sideways. And before I knew it, I was I was I still knew Jesus and loved Jesus, and believed that if I died, I'd go to heaven, but didn't have a, a, a close and intimate relationship with Jesus at yeah. that time of my life. Um, so it's not just like the wacko kind of like cult, you know, things that are aberrant to the faith, <clears throat> say, you know, Mormons or Muslims or Buddhists, people who do not believe in Jesus. Right. It can be those right within the church. Distorting the truth. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, uh, if I could put you on the spot, Kinsey, what do you think maybe the number one way uh, impostering or impostorship, that's not a word, I don't know deception is happening in the church right now that we need to be watching for like if jesus is telling us to watch because the time is near what do what do, what are the things that we need to pay attention to about deception what do you think mm, i've got a few few different thoughts on that a very quick bunny trail that's still on topic i think uh blessed to be part of the eldership team we had a meeting last night and uh, we were doing an exercise um, with post-it notes, giant post-it notes, and each person on the team was going and the question was posed like, what are the duties um, of an eldership team? Mm -hmm. And it was consistent across the board about um, protection against um, false teaching, mm. um, which I didn't happen to write on my paper. I mean, I believe in it spoke about it right alluded mm -hmm. to it like mm -hmm. what we're talking about right now mm -hmm. and uh it's like i guess i haven't really experienced it i did think about your situation mm -hmm. um in fact i was having a conversation with chris kidd who's mm -hmm. one of our elders and we were talking about your situation mm -hmm. and everything with that um i this is a sensitive topic um so i want to be careful with it because people have really strong opinions mm -hmm. one way or the other with it um, depending on what your biblical view is with the LGBTQT community, mm -hmm. um, I think some people have strong opinions about it because they have a family member mm -hmm. or something who is connected um, to this subject. And so they might change their theology based on that, mm -hmm. which could go down a road that isn't necessarily lining up with Scripture. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not like, please hear me on that. Like I'm not condemning or judging. It's mm -hmm. just like clearly this subject mm -hmm. um, is very divisive right now within the church. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think there's some, I mean, clearly there's denominational splits based yeah. on just that subject yeah, alone. Um, <laughs> you know, when they write history books on this moment in time, um, will it be said, what, you know, were these people deceiving the church? Mm -hmm. So only time will tell. <laughs> and looking back in the rear of a mirror, at least on that particular subject. Um, so that's something that 
that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. So if we were to summarize that, we could say that um, the, the one of the modern day deceptions is a redefinition of sexuality, gender, and marriage. Yeah. It's being redefined. Yeah. And it's being, um, it's being taught that God accepts things that he calls to be sin and things that will actually separate people from the kingdom of God. Yeah. And if we love those people around us, truly love them, not just um, uh, as Josh and I talked about a few weeks ago or last week, a phileo or brotherly love, but if we have an agapeo, an agape mm. love for them, yeah. you know, I've heard it said this, you know, like if I was coming down Jacob Street and uh, it's one o'clock in the morning and I see that the Kinsey's house is on fire and I just drive... Hey, Kinsey, and I keep driving. Better yeah. wake up, man. Better get. Uh, actually, you'll probably be okay. It's just a little bit of smoke. Yeah. Just a little bit of fire. In fact, I think it's just the wood shop that's burning. It's not even the house. You'll be okay. It won't jump over and, and harm your wife and your daughters. Uh, but real love is coming in and kicking down your door and saying, yeah. Jesus uh, wants you to live in a way where you will have the most full, blessed, and whole life in his presence. Yeah. And that's not always easy. That brings about difficulty in our lives, mm. like oh, standing yeah. for truth and saying, you know, we believe that there's deception about these things and we, we love you enough to speak the truth. And I'm so thankful, you know, yeah. to be a part of a church where it isn't harped at from stage and it isn't like um, there's no brimstone and hellfire kind of con condemning kind of preaching, yeah. but the truth is spoken. And, well, and even in this context with the Roman Empire and just being a pagan nation mm -hmm. and the multiple gods, mm -hmm. and like for you to speak about there's only one true God, I mean, talk about going against the cultural moment. Right. Um, when it was a pantheon. Right. So where Jesus, he said, hey, you're going to be in the synagogue, you're mm -hmm. going to be flogged, like there's going to be all these things um, that are going to happen against you. Mm-hmm because you're standing up for the truth. Mm -hmm. um, so Jesus, I thought was pretty clear in this chapter, like, mm -hmm. hey, if you're gonna take this whole following me serious, like it's gonna get hard. Difficulty is coming. Yeah. Right, difficulty is coming. One of the things you alluded to, and we do often on this podcast, Kinsey, as you know, um, you know, you, you kind of hinted at the fact that we can actually prepare for difficulty like we can prepare for persecution we can prepare for tribulation um let's pull on that thread a little bit what how, how what are some ways how can we prepare as followers of jesus for difficulty in life what can we do well yeah i mean being spirit filled i mm -hmm. mean that way we're not um reacting we're responding mm -hmm. and we're responding out of an overflow of spending time with the Father, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. Because Jesus alluded to this. I said this in the message about Jesus said, hey, don't worry about what you're going to say. Holy mm -hmm. Spirit's going to guide that, mm -hmm. which I would just expound on that. That's like being a spirit-filled follower mm -hmm. is you're going to ultimately overflow that to other people. But we have to give, and I gave a Donald English quote about we got to give material for the Holy Spirit. Yeah to use in those situations. So How that can way, you be filled with the spirit? Right. So we got to give them some material mm -hmm. to use in order to overflow and not mm -hmm. just react because mm -hmm. I spent a lot of my life 
reacting, mm-hmm. um, especially early in my walk, just anger issues, blah, blah, blah. It just blew. I would just blow up. Mm-hmm. And I still have my moments, but I think I respond now better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's coming out of an overflow of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the context in Matthew 13 is uh, they're saying that these these Jewish followers of God – they weren't followers of Jesus. They're going to drag you into the church, the synagogue. Yeah. You're going to be questioned and flogged and so forth. And so when you're standing in that position, I think it, you have to have put in some of the word of God <laughs> to speak the word of God. Right. You know, that overflow only comes from putting in. So it's right. it's not magic. Right. You know, yeah. God, you know, there are times, I think, miraculously, where God will fill us with the Holy Spirit. But the filling of the Spirit is actually something that happens by our practices. Mm-hmm. We become more aware of and conscious of the presence of God when we get into the presence of God. Yes. And, it, and it sort of compounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what are some, I mean, I, I don't want to take too much time here, but the preparation for difficulty, um, I think starting is, is what you said in the message, which is, First off, you have to accept and know that it's coming. Don't don't yeah, stick your don't head in the blind. sand. Yes, yes. Be aware that it's it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm saying be aware. Jesus kept saying be alert. I mean, yeah. we're saying Watch. the same thing. Watch. Yeah. Um, which there's like 13 commands that I counted. Mm. Um, just in, in chapter this, 13. In just chapter 13. Yeah. And it's all about you need to be ready. Like mm-hmm. your radar needs to be on. You need to mm-hmm. see this coming. It's inevitable that's going to come. Mm-hmm. Then he gave like that parable with the fig tree. Like you can observe things that are happening mm-hmm. with the fig tree. You're going to observe that there's going to be a difficult thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we slow down, slow the hurry, um, sometimes we can see those things coming. It, it's not like we're predicting the future, mm-hmm. but it's almost like, they were always there, but now you can yeah. see them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. okay, here's an example that comes to mind. Let me, th- this might hit some of the listeners, mm-hmm. is um, parents who, you, I, you're kind of coming out of it. You still got a couple more kids, but parents mm-hmm. who begin to come empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that. Uh, now some people would be like, "Oh yeah, finally I can run around the house naked. I don't have to worry about the kids, <laughs> or whatever." I've got about a five to eight year window for for being an empty nester, so it's coming. Mikey's fifteen, right? Yeah. So, but it, it, but that is a it, it's a major pivot yeah. in life yes. where we're empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids aren't here anymore; like they're not under our protection, sort mm-hmm. of thing. And like, that's difficult. And then it's like, if you haven't been dating your spouse, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're starting all over again yeah. with your spouse or mm-hmm. thing. Like that's, I think an easy example to see, but right. other seasons, other things that happen in life. Sometimes I think you can see this challenge coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so what can you do to prepare in advance for that? Mm-hmm. Now that's an easy one. Sometimes. It's not that easy. It's literally that phone call or that text that just radically changes your life. And there's nothing you can really prepare for that other than... What you do day in and day out. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. are you getting filled with the Spirit? What things need to be cut out? Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was perfect what you said, because at this point of the message, you you specifically talked about time in the Word. And you said, there are times when I open up the Word because it's a discipline that I have, a practice that I have, and... 
I don't know how this is going to apply to my life. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to mean for my life. But fast forward maybe six or eight months and that oh, particular yeah. quiet time that at that point, you know, why is this? Because God's eternal, right? His yeah. word's eternal. His presence is eternal. And so he can, he can import things into our hearts, minds, and lives that we may not use for 10 years, 20 years later, you know, it doesn't Sometimes return. Sometimes it could be later that week. Yes, yes. You're at the coffee shop with someone yes. and you realize, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to share this passage with this yeah. person. Yeah. And then it's like, oh man, Lord, that's yeah. awesome. But in that moment, you're kind of like, eh, yeah. okay, I guess I'd. And then all the, fast forward later in the week, you have that conversation with that person and it's like, whoa. Yeah. And then you're just overwhelmed like, I can't believe you use me, Lord. Yeah. Forgive me for my attitude that I had yeah. in that moment. Yeah. 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 God's word is alive and it's <laughs> life. It, it's life is not contained by our days and uh, mm, we can use that in, in a lot of ways. So let's go on the other side of that coin before we move on to the end times, last days talk. Uh, what are some ways that we can dull our senses cover and blind our eyes and cloud our thinking towards uh, what's coming. What are what are mm. some maybe some cultural ways, Kinsey, that you see that as Americans or Christians that we are like things that we do that are keeping us from being watchful, being aware, being mm. awake. I, I think busyness. Mm -hmm. Like we, I mean, even if you run a block schedule calendar. Oh yeah, the phone. Absolutely. This terrible thing. Um Yeah, I've already checked mine like 10 times before shooting yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Like I'm trying really hard to work a block schedule and what I found was I was cramming so many blocks mm. into my schedule where I actually need to have less, make them greater and larger give margin yes. in between the next thing. But that's so anti our culture. Like mm -hmm. productivity mm -hmm. is like you got to be busy. Productivity you, means product. Right. I'm trying to make activity that produces oh, a product. Geez. I want a thing. Right. Mountains of things. I have to make it. So it's like, well, how many things can you cram in a day? How many yeah. different conversations? And I don't know. I, like we are limited human. I'm realizing mm -hmm. how limited i am mm -hmm. i it's god's blessing my, for your life yeah like my capacity because you talk about here here's a really cool term that um business world i would say even in the church world is mm -hmm. they're a high capacity leader mm -hmm. what's their kpis kpi yeah, key performance indicators. oh okay what yeah. are the kpis right <laughs> so but like ugh, like yeah I guess I don't have a lot of KPIs and I'm actually not a high capacity leader. Like I'm realizing how limited I am. Mm -hmm. um, now I can, I think I can be more effective where my leadership touches. Mm -hmm. If I do dial back, mm -hmm. like the impact will actually leave a bigger ripple. Mm -hmm. um, Efficiency, right? It's quality over quantity. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So, okay, here's a word picture. Bring it. Come on. <laughs> You're standing at the side of a pond, 
and like you're throwing these little pebbles in like pea size mm -hmm. pebbles mm -hmm. or you dial back and you grab a bigger rock like one that you can barely pick up but man you still throw it in what's the ripple effect <laughs> compared yeah like yeah. it makes a noise yeah i grew up next to a pond and i always used to throw rocks in that pond yeah. and when i found a big one it was awesome but the fence was just far enough away from the pond that i sometimes couldn't get the rock into the pond i'm sure the neighbors hated me throwing <laughs> rocks and stuff into their pond all the time but the impact mm. was greater compared to one tiny little stone that you're throwing in man that's mm -hmm. that's a good word picture that is that is so you're saying uh that we we are being dulled we are being blinded we are not watchful and not aware as followers of christ right now because of the the uh, fullness of our schedules so the way that we spend our time yeah multitasking which isn't real right like yeah. how many of our devices or softwares oh, are geared oh man so that you can get more done mm -hmm. and then what we do is well we got more done well now i've got this time to fill it with something else <laughs> yeah like we just keep cramming more and more in yeah uh, yeah, listeners and viewers know Josh and I have talked about this before, and I, I, I'm fairly certain it's still a practice of Josh as it is for me. Uh, but for me, when I wake up, um, my phone is in another room. Yeah, same here. And I, I don't look at that or touch that. Uh, usually for about an hour to an hour and a half wow. because it will pattern my life, bro. Oh yeah, it will set me on a trajectory for the day if I look at that thing. And I have to, I have to make a, a, a decision to say, no, my time with Jesus must be first. Mm -hmm. Same thing at the end of my day. So my day is bookended. Mm, that's good. With intentional presence with God. Yeah. When I go to bed, my, my phone goes to bed out in a room and I go back into my room yeah. and I read, generally I read the same proverb that I read that morning. Uh, I try to read it out loud to engage mm. my senses. Yeah. And then I'll, whatever book I'm, I'm trying to read I'll, yeah. I'll read the because i want my i want to sleep in the peace of god yeah i want to rest in his presence as i go to bed even i want to i want my first waking hours i want the the course of my day to be with jesus and i think a lot of Press times into that sleeping for a moment yeah like so you you read a scripture and then like do you just go lay down i'm laying down when i'm reading it okay it's in my nightstand and, and do you do you yeah. fall asleep right away or does it take I, i'm an immediate okay sleeper. yeah um i'm not i know you're not <laughs> i'm sorry but something so yeah. i because i want to lean into this just in case one listener hears this whether they fall asleep quickly or they don't um i go into meditative prayer mm. while i'm laying down yeah. i i have read scripture i haven't done it lately um in the evening mm -hmm. but I'll do a meditative prayer where I replay the day. It's kind of like I'm doing an instant replay mm -hmm. in my brain, but I'm seeing where God stepped in. Like, mm -hmm. wow, you totally gave me the words in that conversation. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Thank you that I didn't uh, react in that yeah. moment, even though you saw that mm -hmm. I was getting flustered in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I start replaying these God moments. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I see it in third person, but I see God in the middle of it, where in the moment I didn't. Yeah. So I'm doing more of a meditative prayer, but I think we're both doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're trying to end the day mm -hmm. with the presence of the Lord. And for our Orthodox or Catholic brothers and sisters listening or watching, if there are any, uh, what Brandon just described is the prayer of examine. 
Yeah. That's the prayer of examine. That's that's coming to the end of the day and saying, let's dust for God's fingerprints. Where were you mm, with me today, nice God? Where like were that. you? You know, I want I want to see where you were. And that is a phenomenal practice to look for God's presence throughout the day. Um, we got a few more minutes here, Kinsey. Um, let's talk about the last days. Let's talk about end you times. End the podcast about end times. Yes, to end it talking about the end. Someone please laugh in the comments. <laughs> I would appreciate coming that. of the Son of Man, the parable of the fig tree. No one knows the day or the hour. So, if you could, like, like if you could uh, find a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow uh, for all of the people that were in the church yesterday at Radiant Life, all those listening and viewing, what's the one phrase you would hope that they would understand? Uh, <laughs> verse thirty-two. No one knows. Knows, not even the son of man so jesus is coming back but dad hasn't told him yet yeah so <sighs> i go ahead did i come out angry you did not come out angry because i get angry and i mentioned this definitely second service in the recorded one about how much resources yeah are poured into oh, yeah and it's like man what if we poured that into discipleship yeah. um that, like that's thoughts that were going through my mind as I'm speaking. The amount of resources mm -hmm. that are put in to um, knowing when Jesus is returned, and I've had conversations with family members that yep. like, yep, yep, and they talk about specific years, and it's like, mm -hmm. how does that affect me on a daily basis about making disciples? You make disciples. Been there. Done that was part of a church that that uh, the Daniel's timeline and all these things. Here's the thing I want to I want to pull back even farther, right? Okay. Okay. So the scripture says no one knows the day or the hour. But what did you say before you said no one knows the day or the hour? It's the thing we actually should be focusing on. Jesus is coming back. Yeah, that is the focus. Yes. The promise is what we should be focusing on. Mm. Not the details and the data. No one knows, yeah. not even Jesus. The the thing that we have to really focus on when we're talking about end times is that our king is coming back. Yeah. He is going to come as a conquering king. And I wanted to read this this text today just just to kind of uh, we'll keep talking about it, but I think it it's a, a little bit of a cherry on top of this idea. <laughs> First Thessalonians chapter 5, right? The day of the Lord. About the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to know anything. To, you do not need anything to be written to you. <laughs> For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night, meaning mm. we will not know. No one needs to tell you or write to you about this. Mm. When they say peace and security, those outside of the church, then sudden instant Spontaneous destruction will come upon them like labor pains on a pregnant woman. Now, a pregnant woman knows the baby is coming sometime. Right. But she can't pick the day. Right. It's there's, just like there's signs that it's coming. <laughs> yeah. That big old beach ball thing. Yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. Front, it's kicking. coming. Yep, yep. Yep. Getting the contractions, all that. And look like, at what it says. A pregnant woman. They will not escape. The baby's going to come out. <laughs> Once gestation happens, yeah. it's going to happen. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in the dark. For this day to be a surprise to you like a thief, meaning when it happens, yeah, you'll be surprised that it that it happened then, but you won't be surprised that it happened. Right. Because you're you're saying, My promise, my focus, my thinking, everything that I'm 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 leaning into in my life is that Jesus is coming back. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking about. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. Now, 
Think of what Kinsey taught yesterday. So then let us not sleep. Don't be unwatchful, unaware, like mm-hmm. the rest of them. But let us stay awake and be self-controlled, be disciplined. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we, brothers and sisters, belong to the day, let us be self-controlled and put on the armor of faith, the armor of love, and the helmet of the hope of salvation. And the hope of salvation is the return of Jesus. That's like the end when it actually happens. When Jesus comes and he actually takes us home, that's the end of the story, guys. Like we're saved right now. Right. Me and you, Kinsey, if either of us drop dead right now, we're going to heaven. But our, our hope as we live on this earth is that salvation will be a finalized deal with yeah. him in heaven. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. So that, so that whether we're awake, living, or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. Right here in the studio, I sense the presence of God mm. as we're talking about this. Trying to encourage yes. listeners, each other. I sense the, the blessing and the peace of God in, in focusing and meditating, not on the day or the hour, but to just to know that my king, he did ascend he promised he left us a comforter a helper to to live this difficult tribulation filled life but he said i'm coming back for you yeah i'm coming back for you now we ask you brothers and sisters to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the lord and admonish you and to regard them very highly in love because of their work be at peace among yourselves and we exhort you brothers and sisters warn those who are idle mm. Comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone. So now we've transitioned. Paul's transitioned here in this this chapter to tell us what do we do while we wait for the day. See to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. Listen to this. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. (laughs) Give thanks in everything. You want to know what it is? Listen, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for you is that you don't return evil for evil, that you do good for one another and for all, that you rejoice always and that you pray constantly. That's God's will for your life. Don't stifle the spirit. Mm. Don't despise prophecies, but test all things. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit your soul and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ he who calls you is faithful and he will do it yes he will brothers and sisters pray for us also greet all the brothers and sisters with a holy kiss I charge you by the Lord that this letter be read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I wanted to read that chapter, Kinsey, because I feel like the end times, there's so much doom and gloom, like Mm, you said. Yeah. And man, it is going to be an unbelievable day of doom and destruction for some. Can't even wrap my head around it. The things we read about in Revelation and in Daniel and Ezekiel and some of the minor prophets, we don't even know. 
Right. I mean, we can't even, these, these uh, things that sting you and scorpions with tails and, and, and how Jesus comes and he will kill people with death. How do you kill someone with death? What does that even mean? So we know listeners, viewers that the end times is real and it is going to be a horror that we've never, we could never understand, but that's not the story for those that follow Jesus. Ends pretty well for his sons and daughters, Mm -hmm. which is, which should be part of our gospel presentation. Yeah. To say the hope that we have, mm -hmm. but to also say before the hope is to say there is judgment coming, there's wrath coming. So wake up, you know, cause one of the words um, that Paul used was idleness. I think um, for me personally and my conviction um, and probably I don't know if this is flesh or not, um, but I get so angry uh, with idleness within the church. Mm. Um, Like there are folks who have been a part of Radiant Life Church prior to me even coming there and they're in the same exact place today. Mm-hmm. And like my passion and my encouragement is wake up. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more here at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have influence on other people and we're missing the opportunities here and our days are just getting shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether Jesus comes now um, or we're allowed to live what we would call a, a full life, you know, maybe into your eighties, nineties, hundreds, whatever, mm-hmm. um, man, those days are getting shorter. Um, so what are we doing? Not for us, but for God's kingdom mm-hmm. and encouraging other people. And mortality is such a good teacher. You know, uh, it totally is. The scripture says, teach us, <laughs> teach us to number our days, Jeez. teach us to number them, meaning teach <clears throat> us to accept the reality of our finiteness. Yeah. The fact that, that life is, is, it's, but a, it's, but a vapor right it's here today. It is gone tomorrow, like the How grass about? of the field. Yeah. Um, and so maybe in closing Kinsey, we can exhort and challenge listeners and viewers, um, do the things that wake you up. Do the things that make you aware, do the things that make you uh, see God's future for your life Mm. and for the lives of those around you more clearly and maybe begin to pray. What's dulling my senses? Mm. What's making me That's a challenging prayer. That's kind of like a search me, oh Lord. Mm. Um, Yeah. What is dulling my senses or uh, yeah. What's causing me to fall asleep? Mm -hmm. You know, we... How, how many home remedies are there out there to help people fall asleep? Mm-hmm. There's even medicines mm-hmm. and everything else that help us fall asleep. Chamomile tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing the tea, lavender, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, yeah. I remember we used to put uh, lavender baby oil on the girls after yeah, a bath time. we did too. Uh, sort of thing to help yeah. them. But maybe in a spiritual sense, to use that word picture, are there things in our life that are causing us to fall asleep? Mm. Um, that we're not being alert. Mm-hmm. That would be a very challenging prayer mm-hmm. because if you do pray that from your heart, I, I mean, I think I can guarantee that the Holy Spirit's going to reveal that He's to faithful. you. And mm-hmm. then here's the thing. Yeah, we have to be obedient to that. Mm-hmm. Now, Amen. there was a word spoken in first service about obedience. Mm-hmm. 
um, from Tiffany. Second service, it was after the second service, uh, Mr. Jeff Carey, who spoke at the men's um, event, he spoke about obedience and he was prompted, but he, he wasn't sure what to do, which we got to fix as a leadership, to speak on obedience in the second service. So mm. there was a theme mm. there mm. about obedience, mm-hmm. I think, to not falling asleep and being alert. Mm-hmm. I think the spirit was trying to um, do something um, with the body. So mm. I don't know how to discern all that, um, but I think there, like, there was clearly a thread that was between both services mm-hmm. about obedience. And I think we as followers of Jesus need to be obedient to being awake and to be alert. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, if the end times will teach us anything, it's the promise of his coming and that we need to be faithful while we while we occupy. Yeah. We need to be faithful. Well, listeners, viewers, thanks for joining us for this episode of Radiant Reflections. It's always a joy to be with you. And I hope these podcasts... Uh, as we as we kind of dig deeper into the Sunday, the previous Sunday's message, our blessing to you. Our goal for this podcast isn't to pontificate and to uh, just say a lot about what we think, but to hopefully bring actual meaningful value to your walk with Jesus based upon that message. That's our heart and our goal. That's why we do these podcasts. Um, and so we hope you take what you heard, what you listened to today. And do something. Maybe even after this podcast is done, pray that prayer that, that Kinsey mentioned a moment ago. Just ask, search me, Lord. You know, show me. Um, and on a practical level, we always want to say, please like and subscribe to this podcast. I only listen to the podcast I subscribe to. I truly, I don't listen to anything else but what I subscribe to. So subscribe. Uh, Spotify, you can give that little heart thing. Uh, in iTunes, you can actually leave a five-star review. In Google Play, I don't know how that works. Some kind of something that happens. I don't think there's comments built into uh, Google Play. Okay. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Hey, uh, if, if we went down a bunny trail, but someone was hoping something was discussed, mm. how would a person reach out? To yeah. the podcast. To... So right now we get a lot of conversation on the YouTube channel. So okay. they'll put a comment in there. You could always email us. So you could email Josh at the radiant life.church. That's my co-host. Uh, you can email JB at the radiant life.church. That's a great, great question. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hey, I wish you guys would have talked about this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That will help maybe shape some of our, some of uh, what we're doing, Just but yeah, thought. yeah. Like, and subscribe, review the podcast. And probably the most important thing that you could do for radiant reflections. Um, and the, teaching ministry of Radiant Life Church because our YouTube channel is comprised of Bible teaching from our teaching pastors and the podcast uh, is to share this podcast with your friends and family, even push it out on your social media platforms. That's the way that we see traction. Uh, we're getting close to 900 subscribers. Mm. The goal for the podcast, guys, for another big, big event is a thousand subscribers. We get to a thousand subscribers. Josh and I have something super, super cool planned. So, Uh, We pray God's blessing on you and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast 
at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.